Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, wine people. This is Helen from Helen's Wines, and this is Wine Face. I was going to pop in and say, I'm Mary Poppins, because I'm looking at a Mary Poppins billboard, but then I was like, that's confusing, because I'm not Mary Poppins. I'm Helen from Helen's Wines. This is my podcast, Wine Face. We're getting to the ins and the outs, everything you need to know about wine. Helen's Wines is a wine shop on Fairfax in Los Angeles in the back of a restaurant called John and Vinny's. It's a little gem box. Visit our website for more info, helenswines.com. Follow me on Instagram at Helen's Wines. But today, Wine Face is getting face-to-face with what is orange wine? What is orange wine? I think it's been a buzz for a few months. I mean, maybe a year, maybe longer. It's sort of been something that's been on my mind for the last nine years. But I love when the gen pop, that's general population, steps into a wine term, dominates it, owns it, and wants to devour it. So I'm super excited that people are into orange wine. At its basic essence, orange wine is made from white wine grapes. So it's the same grape varietals in general that you will find made into white wine. It's just that orange wine goes through an extended skin contact maceration period. What does all of that mean? It means that it's treating a white wine similarly to how you treat a red wine. It is like white wine plus, plus, plus. It is instead of one day or two days of skin contact or eight hours or 10 hours, like normal white wines, you have maybe 10 days, five days, 30 days, 60 days. That is how long the skin contact is extending. And why is this important? It's important because those skins contain color pigment, phenols, and tannins that would normally be considered undesirable for a white wine. Um, whereas for a red wine, skin contact and maceration is a vital part of the winemaking process. And that's what gives red wine its color, flavor, and texture. So what we're doing is we're flipping it and reverse it when you get into skin contact white wine, aka orange wine, where you're being like, hey, you know what? The tannins, the phenols, and the pigment are actually super desirable for my wine. Now, let me just 
say that it, this is not applicable to every single white wine. You don't want to do extended skin contact on every single white grape varietal grown in every land. We will get into that later. Let me just back up one second. Uh, what is a phenol? Because a lot of people are like, what WTF are you talking about? The phenolic content in wine refers to phenolic compounds, natural phenol and polyphenols in wine, which include a large group of several hundred chemical compounds that affect the taste, color, and the mouthfeel of wine. I mean, as sphincter says, what? I Even I'm like, hey, what is that? But it's essentially referring to all these little hundreds of chemical compounds that are influencing and defining in your mouth the taste, color, and mouthfeel of wine. That's why it's important that when you do the extended skin contact, the phenols are an important part of a dope-ass orange wine being dope. Um, but orange wine wasn't always defined as, quote-unquote, the orange wine that we know it today, where we're rolling out the red carpet and we're being all cool about it. Um, up until like early 2000s, it was a stylistic white wine from certain areas, specifically Slovenia and Friuli in Italy. This was a place where there's hundreds of years of winemaking tradition of extended skin contact white wine. They were not calling it orange wine. They were not calling it anything except white wine, just indicative of that region. But a couple decades ago, you know, wine professionals and winemakers from these areas and from other areas who are wanting to get into the style of winemaking sort of thought to themselves that this category needs to be defined on its own. Because if you have a consumer who's not used to an orange wine, doesn't understand seeing contact, they might blindly order it off a list and they end up with something that has an amber interior and they're just like, wait a minute, I don't know what is going on. For a lot of people who are not used to orange wine, it comes off as quote unquote strong. Some people say it tastes more alcoholic, even though it's not. It does have a more oxygenized like flavor profile and it has more texture and it's sort of like this mind fuck in a bottle. But that's why I think categorically for the last 20 or so years, orange wines have been slowly climbing up the category ladder, getting into the vernacular, getting in with the people. Um, but yeah, history runs deep in Freely in Slovenia and even predates that. I think orange wine was being made in Georgia, thousand, the country, not, not, not Atlanta, was being made in Georgia, the country, like thousands of years ago, which is just bananagrams. One thing to keep in mind, and I mentioned this before and I said I'd come back to it. So not all white wine is created equal when it comes to, should I make it into a skin contact wine? Should I make it an orange wine? Sometimes a thicker skin grape, you know, it, it has more to give than it would normally have if it was just a normal white wine fermentation. Sometimes it hasn't spread its little wings and flied its full flight from the nest. And the winemaker's like, huh, there's enough tannins, phenols, there's enough going on in the skin of the grape that if I extend the skin contact with the juice, I am going to come up with a really cool wine, hypothetically. Um, but there are caveats to this, okay? Not all grapes and terroir are created equal and a good combo for skin contact. Now, as a reminder, terroir is the geological substructure and topsoil 
that the vines are planted into. That shit has been laid down millions and millions of years ago over time and has different chemical makeup such as granite, schist, limestone, loamy, clay. So that's a huge facet of terroir along with the orientation of the slope of the hill. So not all grapes and terroir are created equal to make a good skin contact wine. They have to be a good killer combo. The best case scenario is a winemaker is really in touch with the grapes that he's producing, the white wine grapes, his terroir, the orientation of everything, his soul is pouring into the bottle. And the best case scenario is you get an orange wine that's powerful and graceful. That's the two factors. When I have an orange wine that's dope on a rope, there's power and grace. It doesn't mean that the alcohol is higher. It just means that the wine has power and elegance. It doesn't mean that the wine has higher alcohol. It does mean that the wine has a little more fortitude. It has more substance. You have to think of it like there's light-bodied red wines and full-bodied red wines. All grapes have different thicknesses of skins. They have different things going on, compounds inside of those skins. So that definitely informs the flavor of the wine if you put it through an extended skin contact process. Now you can do extended skin contact with Chardonnay. You could do it with Chenin Blanc. You do it with Sauvignon Blanc. Like you could do it with all the like top hits. Um, you could do it with Pinot Grigio. Grovner is a winemaker. She does this amazing extended skin contact Pinot Grigio that's actually blood red. It's so orange, it's red. <laughs> it's orange. <laughs> but there's also cool grape varietals like Garganaga and Grio and Catarato and uh, Rebula, um, certain Sangiovanese, which is like a variation of Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff, all kinds of white grape varietals that you can have really successful skin contact with. But it does go back to who's making the wine, where is it grown? And what's the vibe of that vineyard? What is the terroir? If the winemaking is poor, because the thing is, let's be real, even if you have the most natural wine, like you have a organically farmed, it's biodynamic, they're not adding anything, they're not taking any way, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that an individual is a good winemaker. I often reference it to this concept of a chef. They could go to the farmer's market, buy the dopest produce, but it doesn't mean they can assemble it on the plate well. It could like taste pretty crappy. Anyway, not trying to hate on winemakers, but it's not everyone's calling. And I think it's important to call that out. So if the winemaking is poor or the tannins are underripe, so they didn't pick the grapes at the correct phenolic ripeness, um, orange wines can come out a little clumsy and it can be like chewing on like oversteeped tea leaves. Like it's just not that enjoyable. It's not that power and elegance, which I think I should make a jacket that says orange wine, power and elegance. And everybody would want to wear it or maybe just me. That is something that's super important to keep in mind when you're out there in the world shopping for orange wines, shopping for skin contact. The person making it, the producer is really the artist and the paintbrush and the canvas are their grapes and their technique and their intuition. So that leads me to intuition with orange wine. 
aka skin contact wine. Just for the record, I usually don't call orange wine orange wine. I call it skin contact white wine, which is the technical term for it. Orange wine just makes sense, I think, in a consumer brain because it's white wine, rosé, red wine, orange wine. The 411 that's the most important, a big takeaway that I think you should have from understanding a little bit more about skin contact white wine is it's so food friendly it's not even funny you could drink an orange wine with a steak you could drink it with a pork chop the only kind of food i wouldn't recommend drinking a skin contact white wine with is something that is excessively tomato saucy for some reason it doesn't have like a velvety cushy tannin to cuddle up with the acidity of that sauce and it sort of fights the tomato acidity but skin contact wine is great with cheese. It's super good with Middle Eastern food. You get a little hummus, you get a little baba ganoush, you get some labna up in there, olives. I mean, call it a day. If you're in Los Angeles, go to Kismet. They have tons of skin contact white wine on the list. It's incredible. So to recap, what is orange wine? You tell your friends, you tell your neighbor, maybe someone asked you and you didn't know the answer, or maybe you've just been curious. It's always made from a white skin grape. It's just that white skin grape has been put through an extended period of skin and juice maceration. Now we'll do an episode where we go into what is actually happening after grapes are picked before they're put into the bottle, the A to Z on all of that. But the long and the short of it is the maceration period is after fermentation and you're letting the skins and the juice hang together. That is a very glazed donut version. I mean, there's so much more that goes into it, but I think in layman's terms, that's what's happening. It's before you have funnel, like funneled the juice off to rest in whatever vessel it should age and rest in. And it's way before you put it into a bottle. But that is what orange wine is. Part of me kind of feels like orange wine should actually be called amber wine because it's a little bit closer in color, I think, to amber. I mean, close your eyes and imagine the Jurassic Park amber mosquito sitch. It really is the color of an orange wine. And by the way, if you haven't watched Jurassic Park recently, I seriously recommend it. Rewatch it. Not the new ones, the OG drink some orange wine, think about mosquitoes trapped in amber. It's a vibe. What is orange wine? Now you know. We'll be diving deeper into orange wine. Some of my favorite orange wines right now, because it's also, they're small production. We run out of them all the time. I get new ones in. I'm super obsessed with this skin contact griot and cacerato that's made in Sicily in an area called Marsala. It's made by Video de Vest, and he does about 30 days of skin contact, and it is just heavenly. It's that perfect balance of nuttiness, texture, but fresh, salty acidity. Part of it is also that his soil has a lot of maritime influence in it. Marsala is right on the Sicilian coast and it's just like ocean breeze, ocean breeze, sandy soil, sandy soil. So the vibe is definitely caught in the bottle. Also very into a wine from Slovenia. It's made by Kabai, which is spelled K-A-B-A-G, and it's made from 100% Rabula. I always say if, like skin contact orange wine was a Mercedes like coupe from the 1950s, it would be this wine. So class it up, get that. 
Genie in a Bottle That's Next is made by Alessandro Viola, also from Sicily. This guy makes some amazing wine. He's making mostly wines from Catarato for white wine or Grio for white wine. And also he's making some really cool wines from Nero Diavola, which is a red skin grape. But I am very, very, very into, he does like a 10 day skin contact maceration on Catarato and it kind of has like cozy baking spices and bark and, but then it's also coupled with this freshness and acidity, which most orange wines all have. So it's this sort of dichotomy of fresh with earth. And then last but not least is David Spilare. It's his Skin Contact Rujoli is the name of the wine, but it's made from Garganaga. And I think people are just freaked out by Garganaga. We always put it on by the glass. No one orders it. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's a little bit herbaceous, but this is a Skin Contact Garganaga that just blows people's minds. This guy was at Raw Wine Fair. If you were in LA and you had a chance to taste his wines, then you know what I'm talking about. We have it in the shop right now. We also have a sparkling wine, but those are just some of my top faves, craveable orange wines of the moment. If you have more questions or you want more info on orange wines, please DM me at Helen's Wines or email me info at helenswines.com. This is Wine Face. I'm out. If you have any topics that you want to hear, we want to hear from you. So please DM me at Helen's Wines and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.